how did you repair the relationship with your brother? Because at one point he wouldn't even talk to you, right? Yeah, that hurt. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that was a moment. And with my other brother too, I mean, context, we went to war. Like mm. for real, for real. One of them tried to stab me. I pushed one of them through a wall one time. Wow. I broken my hands on their face. But you have to think, we grew up in violence. Yeah. If your language of love is violence, how do you think you're going to speak, mm. act, talk, hands, behave, yeah. show up? And so my brothers and I, what do you think that we did? Uh, there's a scar, you can see it on top of my hand. Yeah. Me and my, it's, it's small now, but my little brother threw a freaking brick at me one time over a pickup game of basketball. Mm. Welcome to the Digital Social Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. I'm here with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Michael Unbroken. What's up, my guys? Doing well, man. In the building. Thanks for having me. Thanks of course. How's it going? Yeah. Dude, it's so good. Super yeah? excited to be here with you, man. Yeah, I love, love what you guys uh, do. You're crushing thank, it. Thank crushing you, thank it. You've been, you've been keeping up with us? A bit. Yeah, yeah. I've had a few of my friends on and I'm always like, let's yeah. go. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Give people the rundown on your story. Yeah, totally. Um, the short version, um, grew up in a super abusive household. Mom was a addict, alcoholic. Um, she actually cut off my right index finger when I was four years old. Gee, you know, so multiple skin grafts, multiple surgeries. You know, you hear hurt people hurt people, right? Whoa. Stepdad, super abusive. Out of me and my little brothers. You got to think, I'm like 6'4", 220. He's beating up seven-year-olds. He's my size. Mm -hmm. You know, so spent most of my childhood homeless, deeply in poverty, lived with like 30 different families until I was 12 years old. And then at 12... Started doing drugs, started getting high, popping pills, mm -hmm. uh, drinking when I was 13, kicked out of school when I was 15, uh, got put in a last chance program, still didn't graduate. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm running the streets, guns, getting robbed, robbing people, running from the cops, breaking in a house, stealing cars. I mean, like the whole chaos, all that. And um, when I was 18, after not graduating, basically I went to summer school. They go, here's your diploma, get out, let the streets handle you. And I got fired from a warehouse job where I was putting microchips into motherboards all day because <laughs> I came high and they're like, nope, you can't do that. And so I'm sitting in my car, I was like, all right, hold up. There's a solution in here for all the chaos of this life. And um, I was like, it's got to be money. Mm. And so I made a decision 18 years old. I was like, I'm going to chase money. I want to make 100 grand a year legally mm. by the time I'm 21. Legal is super important. Right. I've been in handcuffs more times than I can count. Yeah. Family in prison for life. My three childhood best friends have been wow. Like I knew where I was going. Yeah. And um, so that's what I did. Ended up getting a job with a Fortune 10 company Jeez. when I was heading into 21 years old. Started making multiple six figures. Made almost a million bucks by the time I was 26. Nice. Everyone always says that, but they don't know this part. I was 350 pounds. Smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep, mm -hmm. high from the moment I woke up till the moment I went mm -hmm. to bed. Still in pain. My little brother, mm -hmm. I call him one day. He gets back from Afghanistan serving and doing his duty to our country. Mm -hmm. I go, what's up, man? What's happening? How you doing? He's like, what do you want? And I go, just want to see how you're doing. He goes, uh, don't talk to me. You're not my brother. Wow. And that was rock bottom. And in that moment, heading into a bunch of other very chaotic experiences yeah. in that window, I was just like, do something, mm -hmm. do something different. And I asked myself this question. Yeah. I was like, 
what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? And the answer was no excuses, just results. Mm-hmm. And 13 years later, here I am with you guys. Wow. That's crazy. That's and that's insane. what I can tell you in three minutes. Yeah. That's I can insane. relate to that because um, I kind of went to went through similar, but not as, obviously, not as extreme, but really similar. Um, my escape was money, too. But money isn't, I still had some internal uh, fixing I had to do. So how did you, when did you start working on yourself internally? So really, I mean, it started to play out when I was 25, heading into 26. I had this conversation. I hit this rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Like my whole life's a disaster. On paper, it looks great, right? Mm -hmm. Because I got an $80,000 Cadillac and I got all the clothes, closet full of J's. Like things look good on paper, but like my life is a complete disaster. Mm -hmm. Like completely. You know how people are... Shout out to today's episode sponsor, Hostage Tape. Man. This stuff's good, bro. I know. I, last night I slept with my mouth open. I really needed it. Did I heard it even uh, decreases blood pressure. Dude, yeah. it's got a lot of health benefits for sure. I've even used it and slept like five, six hours, and I felt so refreshed the next day. Wow. When I do that without mouth tape, I feel terrible. Yeah, it stopped me from snoring too. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I can't wait to get the finished results because I know um, I actually took a B4 pick, and I want to see what the results are in a couple weeks. How yeah. much face changes. Yeah, I've seen some nasty photos of people with like fat jaws before. Yeah. And then them using tape. And it just everything lines up. It looks so chiseled afterwards. Yeah, it's it's crazy. actually crazy. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. But I definitely use hostage tape a lot, bro. Yeah. People like that it. are struggling to sleep and you know, feeling exhausted yeah. and snore. I definitely try it out. It's pretty cheap too. Yeah, and it's really comfortable too. It's really, 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 really yeah. flexible. You just kinda slide it on. There we go. <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. Hostage tape. Shout out to them. Link will be in the bio. Check them out. Like dying, and they'll be like, I think I'm going to be dead within six months or a year. Mm-hmm. They know that that feeling is in their yeah. soul. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting on my bed one morning and be like, I'm going to be dead in a year. And it's probably because I was going to mm-hmm. like real talk. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, either die or change. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, all right, what can I do differently? Everyone has always told me I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not capable, I don't matter. Mom's a mm-hmm. addict alcoholic, ends up dying legless in some town in Indiana you never heard of. Yeah. Never met my dad, like fucking world's against me. Right. And I was like, all right, what if I'm not against me? And I just started mm-hmm. doing the work. It was go to therapy, get a coach. Dude, I was so poor at this point, I didn't tell you guys this part, I made all this money, yeah. but I was $50,000 in debt. Living paycheck to paycheck, making 15 grand a month, Mm -hmm. you know, not knowing that my value and my worth as a human being was tied into how I took care of myself in all elements. So I just started showing up every single day, doing hard things. I literally borrowed money from friends to go to therapy, whatever it takes, man. Would you say therapy was a net positive for you? Oh, yeah, for sure, because it helped me understand myself in a deeper way. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I've done every modality of therapy you could possibly imagine on planet Earth. Uh, but I tell people all the time, if I can go back in time, I would have got a coach before I got a therapist. Mm. I needed behavioral changes. I needed mindset mm-hmm. shifts. I, I have the understanding, especially because I, I went into CBT, EMDR, Gestalt, men's group therapy, men's group trauma therapy. Like I did it all. Mm. But when I when I got into the coaching mindset space, really tapping into that world, that's where my life shifted mm. because it was like, wait a second. How do you learn to love yourself? 
How do you build confidence? How yeah. do you grow? How do you become that person yeah. that you envision being? Yeah. And what does it take to get there? And therapy, I, I will always say you need both. I don't think you can have a massive transformation mm. without both. Mm. But I think most people think therapy is a solution. And I always look at it and I go, it's not the only solution. It's a part of the equation. Mm. It's a part of the puzzle. So I would tap into therapy, but it would be things like, yoga and meditation and yeah. breathing mm. and like freeing myself of the chaos mm -hmm. you know there were so many dark images in my life things yeah. like to be honest with you guys i'll, I'll never say this aloud mm. my, there's a reserve for my journal and my therapist and my coach where it's like i don't even know that sharing some of these stories helps the world wow. but i had that space to share it in mm. those rooms right and because of that I remember one time I was watching this movie. You got you got a Jason uh, jersey on, so you'll yeah. appreciate this. It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was one of the Freddy Krueger movies, like number twelve or something. You know, <laughs> number twelve. Yeah. They make all of You're them. Right, right. And uh, and there's this part. I think mm. it's called the Dream Catchers or Dream Warrior or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's like early '90s horror movie. And they're like, this girl is talking about how Freddy is chasing her down, and she says, uh, somebody's talking to her, and she goes, "Well, you know, when you share your your nightmares, they lose your power." Mm. And so that's what I started doing. Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to share these nightmares. Mm. See if I can take my power back. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. What would you say the best way to deal with toxic household, toxic friends is? Is it just leave it immediately? Or do you think there's a way to rectify it? That's a tough one. Well, yeah, it is tough. And it's yeah. contextual, right? Because if you're eight, you don't know better. Yeah. If you're 14, you probably can't but, escape. I couldn't even get a real job at 14. Right. So mm. instead of getting a job at McDonald's, I was selling because I was just trying to get some money, like figure yeah. out what was next, what was different. Well, because you de develop PTSD, Sean. So mm. the massive, the toxic. So going through it from a child until you're 18, roughly, that's 18 years of trauma that you have to undo mm. in order to maintain and keep the sanity in a society that's like up. Mm. And here's the thing. So it's 18 years of undoing. Yeah, that's a lot of time. You yeah. know, and people reference the matrix a lot in personal mm -hmm. development in the world that I exist in. And it makes a lot of sense. But, you know, the thing that if you tie into and you really pay attention to the matrix, yeah. people don't know they're in it. Right. Until somebody comes and they're mm -hmm. like, hey, red pill, blue pill. Do you want to escape? Right. And one of the things that happened for me, and this is going to sound really backwards, but like real talk, really fortunately, I was homeless as a child. So I had to live with so many different families, so many different collections of people, strangers, friends of friends, church members. Mm -hmm. I got to see what was potential on the other side. Mm. Like, Whoa, you know how man. crazy it was one time I was at this boy's house and he talked back to his dad and his dad didn't throw him through a wall. Mm. And I was like, what the? F <laughs> like, how is that possible? Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, when you're indoctrinated, groomed and enmeshed into that chaos of those environments of what you, you don't know anything mm -hmm. different. You think it's normal. And then that becomes your normal. And so when you're a grown up and it's like, now I'm in this toxic relationship, I'm in this abusive relationship, I can't handle my finances, I'm out of health, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm out of control, debt collectors hit me up every day and you're like, this is just my life. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, how do you deal with it? Well, dude, honestly, step one, you got to acknowledge it. Yeah, Stop lying to yourself. Yeah. Right. So you had a lot of PTSD from your childhood. Oh, yeah. Bro, I got all the PTSD. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, I, it's, I, it's a, that's a fact, though. It's, I, it's true. I can't tell you how much yeah. work I've done. I was, right. you know, I, I coach both entrepreneurs and we, I like to call them civilians because they're not in the entrepreneurial space. Yeah. Um, in the mental health, in this guide of like transforming trauma to triumph. 
And one of them asked me in a session that we did about eight mm -hmm. months ago, it was right before my big conference. He was like, how much have you really invested in yourself? And I was like, everything, mm -hmm. all my money, all my energy, all my time, all mm -hmm. my effort. And I still do it every day. Yeah, Because, wow. I mean, even in our communities, therapy is like taboo, bro. Like, to really? say you going to therapy, bro, they'll look at you like, what you going to therapy for? So you have these, now you have these, a bunch of angry men, 6'4", 200 pounds, walking around full of anger. Mm -hmm. Right. So now they're walking past each other and you stare at them for just a quick second. And now it's what, Popping off. what you looking at. Mm. See, it is not you. The best bet for you to do is keep walking because it's not your problem. But yeah, yeah. as soon as you turn around and you start to interact, now you've brought yourself in this world. And that's when he takes all his anger out on you. Mm. And then that's when you got someone accidentally beat him to death or he shot him just because that's just anger. And it happens in our community, bro, a lot. It's probably the number one, the number one reason why most people in our community, the black community, end up in certain circumstances is because of child trauma ptsd wow. we all not all but a huge percentage of us suffer from that most of us don't overcome it because it's a small percentage that actually take accountability so we have to learn to always forgive ourselves and then forgive our parents and what they don't know mm. and the pain that they went through so it's that's what the generational curse is it's passed down trauma mm -hmm. wow that's one thing they will pass down to you they won't give you a house they won't give you a car <laughs> but you're going to get some trauma. It's real talk. And what, yeah. I, what I think is really fascinating. So I grew up biracial. I'm mm -hmm. black and white. Right. And so I grew up both in the hood and in like mm -hmm. the dirtiest, muckiest, white trash parts of town. So right. I once had somebody call me black trash. <laughs> I don't, I, don't I, I never heard that. Part. Yeah. Like, that's a new one. Which is black it's trash. A, well, that's not exactly. So I'm like a little white trash, a little black trash from Indiana, like whatever, right? So you grew up but in Indiana? I grew up in Indianapolis. What, oh, Indiana, Indianapolis. Yeah. What part? In, in the city. So I grew up right by the speed. I thought you were going to say Gary. I was going to say Gary. No, no, no that's, that's very north. I grew up in the Hallville campus area. Okay. If you know it, you know yeah, it. Yeah, I don't I mean, me. all I heard is Gary. Yeah, I heard, yeah, yeah. And that's what Michael Jackson yeah, yeah, that's that's so far. And so, I mean, that's so far away, man. Yeah. I don't, I've never even been to Gary. Yeah. But, you know, you look at it, it's this indoctrination of pain. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. generationally, it hits yeah. people again yeah. and again and again. And it doesn't even have to be the big things, man. Mm. It can be neglect. It can be your parents not taking care of you when you're sick and you need mm -hmm. to go to the doctor. Yeah. Bro, it could be divorce. Mm -hmm. Somebody in the family going to jail or prison. Uh, you know, there's so many different things that, you know, it's a domino effect. That. Yeah, these mm -hmm. singular moments in time can shape who we are forever and it's like the hardest part of that is when you pause and you look at your life and you say to yourself how did i get here and then you rewind and you're like well of course i'm in a relationship where my girlfriend yells at me my mom yeah, yells at yeah, me. Yeah. of course i have debt all i ever heard was, was mom saying don't answer the phone <laughs> right you don't know who that right, is right right and it's the debt collect and mm. so you know it's really this game it's such a man because you're in this consummate journey of like understanding all the dominoes that have fallen to lead you where you are right and it's but. like here here's your life man here's who you are today and here's who you want to be it's like that thing inside of you like mm -hmm. i'm gonna take this risk i'm gonna build this life right. this community this health this wealth this these relationships right. but you're always being drawn back to who you used to be because mm -hmm. it's comfortable mm. and you got to start closing this gap yes and build confidence by doing incredibly mm -hmm. uncomfortable things consistently. Right. I mean, people ask me, how do you write books? How do you have the podcast? How do you do? I'm like, because I just work. I just go and I figure out yeah. the thing that I want and I move towards it. 
And people go, aren't you scared? I'm like, yeah, I'm scared. Terrified. Mm. All the time. Terrified. But I'm not dying with regret. Mm. I'm not doing it. Love and, that. Yeah, I, 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 one thing about me, what I realized is that um, I've been to more funerals than I have weddings. Mm. Wow. I've been to two weddings my whole life. I don't even know how many funerals I've been to, to the point where I don't want to go to another funeral. I don't care who it is. Last funeral I went to was my grandmother's, and I was reluctant on going to that because I just, I don't want to go to no more funerals. I've been to two weddings ever. That's crazy. In my whole entire life, bro. Yeah. So, and I don't know why my parents took me to funeral. Well, that was just, it was a norm. The community. You know, they don't, they don't know any better, bro. Mm. So it's a. It's a it's an uphill battle. It's always a fight when you come from certain communities. And I didn't really learn about affection until um, I started being around other families. Mm. Wow, that's and crazy. And seeing man. like, wow, your mom kisses you like, <laughs> that's, that's crazy, crazy, dude. You know, so it's yeah, bro. It's it's a lot, bro. Like yeah, that's you know, deep. It's a lot, bro. It's dark and it, and it's heartbreaking because mm-hmm. everyone wants love. I mean, go look yeah. at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm. It's love, security, yeah. protection, food intimacy mm. and it's like if you're denied that how do you go find it same thing man like my, my mom was never around mm. my grandma was racist like imagine mm. growing up a biracial kid with a racist <laughs> white <laughs> grandma and your mom's not around. and my mom's like in and out of rehab yeah. is chaos right and so i was like i'm gonna go hook up with all these girls mm-hmm. i'm gonna go make all this money i'm gonna get all these clothes mm-hmm. and it never filled any gap wow yeah. And then you got to figure out the game. Why? People are always, I, I love entrepreneurship because you always hear, we're going to put you on game. I'm like, no, I'm about to put you on game. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do. Get to the place that you can look in the mirror and love yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you win life. Mm. Yeah. Everything else will flow pretty much after that. So money doesn't even matter. I get about money it does though it It, does it matter here's why it it matters because it gives you access yeah there it goes and it helps you with your therapy sessions and you're able to do a lot of more a lot more self-improving and then you're able to look at the things because then money stops being a chase Mm. and then the correction and improvement the whole time was you because money is really just something that we desire because we didn't grow with it yeah Right. So it's a for sure. it's something we're chasing because we want to experience it because we see it so much on TV. It's something that's marketed to mm. you. But then once you attain it, the the focus changes now. It's like in order for you to stay here, you have to change who you are because then you start to battle substance abuse because we have money. Yep. Right. And then your uh, spousal abuse, domestic violence and then just abuse on other people. Now you're getting charged with assault because money only fuels it makes you more of who you are. Mm. So you're in pain here. Money's going mm. to amplify it. Amplify that right. pain. So now it's like you're the painful dude driving the Ferrari. Mm. <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> now people cut you off. <laughs> you so want to pull your gun out. You want to do all that. Yeah. And God has granted you all these things. So now it's time for like, oh, I got to do some self-correction yeah. or I'm going to lose. I'm, I'm going to spiral. Mm. I mean, wow. you know. Are you a fan of Western medicine culture, like antidepressants and... Um, Stuff like that to treat mental health stuff. I th- I think there's an over prescription happening in the United States. Yeah. You know, I watched my mom lose her life to Oxycontin. You know, and that that's some it still it haunts me, man. Mm-hmm. Like there were just these pill bottles all over our crib all the time, constantly. She wouldn't pay our water bill. Our water get turned off. Our heat get turned off. We get evicted. But she always had those pills, man. 
And so, look, as someone who is deeply in the mental health space, Mm -hmm. I've coached thousands of people around the world. You know, the pod does really well. And it's like I'm always a proponent of doing the thing that makes your life better. That is not a crutch. Mm. And so if you need pharmaceutical intervention, I'm never going to be like, no, don't do that thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to ask you what you're hiding from first. Mm. What's the fear? Mm. Are you scared of being in your own thoughts? Are you scared of being alone? Are you scared of the potential that you have? There are more people on antidepressants in this country than almost the entire world combined. It's the most medicated country in the world. There's only a handful of countries where you can even show pharmaceutical ads on television. Wow. So the Fortune 10 company I worked for, I won't say who they were, mm-hmm. but they're a healthcare provider. Wow. And every I was in insurance sales. And so I used to be dialing for dollars at 21 years old, mm-hmm. wearing khakis and a polo, just trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And the number of people, and this was 15 years ago now, the number of people who were on three to four medications then, Xanax, Zoloft, uh, I mean, Ritalin, mm-hmm. Adderall, is insane. Mm. And now I can't imagine it's not doubled or tripled. And we live in a society where people are so quick to pop to the pill Mm -hmm. where I'm like, wait a second. What if you went and sat in your thoughts and you figured out why you're stuck, figured out why you don't like yourself? But more importantly, and this is the hard part, you can acknowledge it, but it's the taking action that changes your life. Mm -hmm. You know, most people are terrified to take action Mm -hmm. because of shame, of guilt, of fear, of of resentment, embarrassment. And my, my argument was always like most people need pharmaceuticals because they don't love themselves. Mm-hmm. So how do you get to the place that you do? And of course, I mean, there, you go look at biology. There are certainly people who absolutely need to be on pharmaceutical medications. Yeah, I sure. will never take that away. <laughs> right. Sure. right. And, and, you know, I believe that there are people and even that I coach in my life and my family that are like that. And I support mm-hmm. that entirely. My concern is more t- geared towards the people mm-hmm. who are avoiding reality. Mm-hmm. Right? How are we numbing ourselves? Is yeah. it booze? Is it, is it alcohol? Well, I already said booze. Is it is it is it prescriptions? Is it shoes? Like I had a shoe habit, bro. Yeah. Like oh, many, shoes for real. How many uh, pairs you have? I'll, I'll tell you, I had a shoe habit. Okay. I'll tell you a crazy story. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the short of it. So I'm 50 grand in debt. I got this wall on, underneath my record player with probably 25 pair of Jordans, and. One day, this Facebook ad pops up, mm-hmm. and it's for Brendan Burchard course. Mm. Brendan's an OG yeah. in, the, in the game. I've He's been around him. longer than pretty much everybody, but Tony Robbins at mm-hmm. this point. And uh, he had a course for 50 bucks. <laughs> and I remember looking down on the, my shoes, the same shoes I have on right now, these Jays, these $300 shoes. Mm-hmm. And I had never invested one penny into myself, but I have this wall with thousands of dollars of shoes. Mm. And I remember being like, well, I'm already 50 grand in debt. I might as well just buy this course. Mm-hmm. And that course did one thing for me. And it didn't like change my whole life. Right. But it planted a seed that made me realize mm-hmm. that if I invested in myself, things could be different. Mm-hmm. And so people invest in themselves by going to the doctor and being like, I have a hard day. Give me a prescription. And the doctor's like, here you go, because they get paid on the backside of it. But is that investing in yourself? If, does it make your life better? Do, do, for a moment do you feel like it does is it a placebo effect like what does it give you well, mm. i think it's a it's the lack of accountability that they're hiding from so i wouldn't say it's investing in yourself it's kind of running well, that's from yourself. that's the game yeah. you've got to decide that right but that's a fact 
Right. So you've coached thousands of people through mental health problems. What are the most common things you see um, with anxiety and depression clients? Yeah, people feel stuck, man. Mm-hmm. They're like, I my my relationship is stagnant. My health is stagnant. My career is stagnant. I feel like I'm not tapping into my dreams. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't show up. I sleep in every day. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. Feels like the world's against me. It's caving in on me. I'm having three panic attacks a day. Mm-hmm. Every time I take a step forward, I get hit in the face and I'm like, welcome to light. <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> like, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. But the, the people who pull themselves out of it, what I love, I always ask people a question when, when I coach them, mm-hmm. whether that's a free coaching session or they join one of the groups or we do the one-on-one thing. Mm-hmm. I always ask them, do you believe you have the ability to change your life? Mm-hmm. And I ask them on a scale of one to 10, do you believe you have the ability? One being, yes, I can radically change everything in my entire life. I believe it's possible to one being like, absolutely not. This is a waste of time. I don't even know why I'm here. How many people say one? More than you <coughs> believe. Five out of 10, how many ones you get? Two. 20%. Okay. Mo- most people sit a lot. That's a lot to me. Yeah, so most people sit in the middle. Five. Okay. I'm a five or a six. Uh, and how do you feel about those? And, and I think about this, and I, I what, no matter where they fall on the spectrum, mm-hmm. so I'll give you behind the curtain, a little Wizard of Oz here. Yeah. No matter where you fall on the spectrum, I always say the same thing. I can't help you, mm. but I will show you the path. And that's all I can offer. I know what it's like to hate yourself. I know what it's like to want to put a in your mouth because I've done it. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to have family members never want to talk to you again. That same brother Mm -hmm. helped me move here to Vegas and we went and spent a few days having bro time. Wow. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're talking about this massive radical transformation Mm -hmm. in which I close gaps. And so when I sit across from these people and they share their most deepest intricate and really dark truth with me mm. more times than not sean i get to be like i understand because mm. i do understand mm-hmm. i've been there mm-hmm. you know and i there's a fortune in having been in a mm-hmm. lot of these scenarios where i get to connect with people in this deeper way mm. but ultimately whether it's anxiety or depression or just the general stresses of life i'm like what do we need to do that we can transform today so many people are leveraging the idea of better Right. They're like, I'm going to make my life better. Mm -hmm. And that's in conjunction with the if, when, Mm -hmm. if I do this, then this will happen. And then my life will be better. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Mm -hmm. You start doing incremental changes now, today. What can you do in this moment? And for me, uh, you know, I I used to smoke cigarettes, Mm -hmm. which is freaking disgusting. If you smoke, quit killing yourself. You're dumb. (laughs) Right. And but, you know, people always like, well, I quit smoking a thousand times. I'm like, okay, well, so you're person who gives up on yourself Mm. you know we know what we should be doing we Mm. know how to change our lives Mm. when you put your head on your pillow at night Mm. like that thing that's in your head about what it is that you need to do quit the job start the business leave the relationship go to the gym journal yoga meditation get a new therapist like whatever that thing is it's like if we can give people permission guidance community support show them possibility like bro your dreams can come true right. you guys sitting here did not get here alone Nah, there's been sure. support and community and reach out but it started at some point each of you i'll tell you right now i don't have to know your stories to know this yeah. you raised your hand and you said i need help 
And that's what these people do when they when they get on a call with me. Whether they're at a one or a ten, they've said, I'm stuck. I'm in a bad place. Mm. Show me the path. And just like the Matrix, I'm like, red pill, blue pill. Yeah. What do you want to do? Because I promise you, you open up this this amazing possibility of life that I can show you is in front of you. If you just take one step a day, you do 365 steps a year. You can't tell me your life's not going to be different. What's your view on how impactful relationships can be when it comes to, you know, the, your love life and how some people may use that, like, as it can be a control mechanism in the sense of take them left or right. How, what do you, do you tell people it's best to be single or work on it? Or what kind of partner would you suggest certain people have mm. if, when it comes to relationships? Dude, that's such a good question. Here, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of context about my own journey. Mm-hmm. When when I was young, I cheated every relationship I had. Mm. Yeah. Just destroyed them all. You were supposed to. You are young. I don't know that you're supposed to. I think that's a really weird <laughs> he's, way to phrase young. it. <laughs> he's young. You, he doesn't. I mean, you, you don't but, know. But it, but I didn't because I watched my stepdad do mm-hmm. it. You know, I yeah. watched the people in my community do right. it. I had my my dreams of people I looked up to growing up was like Jay Z, mm-hmm. right? And I was right. like, girls, girls, girls. Right. And so like, but really, what it is is I was seeking love, admiration, mm-hmm. comfort, somebody. I'll do anything for you if you love me for four seconds and then you have an orgasm and you come back to reality back and, then to you feel, and then you feel sick. But, and so the relationship that you have first and foremost with yourself is the most important relationship. Mm-hmm. So when I started this journey, mm-hmm. I left a seven year partnership mm-hmm. when I was 29. We'd been wow. together almost seven years. Mm-hmm. I left the relationship. I packed up my bags. I moved across the country. I stayed entirely single. For years, Mm -hmm. no hookups, no dates, no anything Mm. just on me, because I think you have to get to the place where you can. Again, this is about loving yourself. Get to that place. Mm -hmm. Love yourself. Be willing to sit in that. And if you can get there, then you won't be looking for people to fill you up. Instead, your energies will come together. It'll be symbiotic and you will grow something beautiful together. Mm. And since this, I mean, I've had good relationships. I've not I've had not so good relationships. Mm And relationships are really beautiful because as a human being, we need support, but you have to heal. Like you have to go through this journey. And I don't think you're ever like fully healed. Like I'm always going to be. I always tell shit, people man. that there's no such thing as healed. I, I, you'll never be 100 no, percent. So every, owning it. every day is just a, a process. It's the journey. Like, can I get closer to the, who I believe I'm capable of being? Right. And then what's interesting, it's both compounding, exponential and reciprocal. Mm-hmm. So here it's like this line where every day you're taking these little steps. It feels like nothing's happening, right? Mm-hmm. You're four years in and then suddenly it's like, boom. Mm-hmm. And then you look back at the last four years and you go, this is incredible. Right. And then you meet the man or the woman or whatever, mm-hmm. who's also at that level and your energy coexists together in this really powerful and beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And so relationships are everything. And they'll show you if you're dating a hurt person, Pain. You're going to be in a painful, toxic relationship. <laughs> yeah, compounded pain. Yours mm. and theirs. Yours and theirs. Yeah. And the, that is the thing that I'm always trying to convey to people is like, you can have the exact relationship mm. that you want. Like right now in this conversation, I am single mm. because I know exactly who I'm looking for and I'm not waiting till I find it. Mm. I'm not settling. I will be single till I'm 55 years old if that's what it takes. Yeah. And I think that's part of it because I'm good being by myself. Mm. I have a going back to the people, amazing friends, 
amazing community, amazing entrepreneurship friends. Mm -hmm. Like this city's great. Mm -hmm. And so it's like for me every single day, I'm good. Yeah. Again, yeah. this whole game, guys, get to the place you're good with you. Mm, and, and the universe, God, spirit, source will place mm. everything else in front of you. Mm. There's a zero fucking percent chance I'm having this conversation with y'all if I didn't do the work. Wow. So important. Because why would you want me here? It's so important to do the work on yeah. yourself. And I, I always put emphasis on that. Like, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and make sure you're straight. Mm. And then everyone else, you know, a second. But you have to make sure you're good. You're the most important person in the room. Don't ever let anybody tell you differently. Dude, I say that all the time. <laughs> How did you repair the relationship with your brother? Because at one point, he wouldn't even talk to you, right? Yeah. Look, man. I mean, that was... That hurt. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that was a moment. And with my other brother, too. I mean, context, we went to war. Like, mm. for real, for real. One of them tried to stab me. I pushed mm. one of them through a wall one time. Wow. I broken my hands on their face. You got to think, man. We all brothers? How many brothers you have? I got three younger brothers and an older sister. But you have to think, we grew up in violence. Yeah. If your language of love is violence, how do you think you're going to speak, mm. act, talk, hands, behave, yeah. show up? Yeah. Right? My, my stepfather, my mother, my grandmother mm. beat us viciously. Mm. And so my brothers and I, what do you think that we did? Uh, there's a scar. You can see it on top of my hand. Yeah. Me and my, it's, it's small now, but my little mm -hmm. brother threw a freaking brick at me one time over a pickup game of basketball. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right? That's the level of violence that we had in our yeah. home. And so that violence turned from physical and verbal and neglectful into all of the things. And it wasn't until I started doing the work. Mm. Started showing up. And look, people always like the work, the work. Okay, here's what actually happened. I sat down and I went therapy mm. i talked about the things that hurt i got in my journal i meditated i got in shape i quit drinking all the time i quit smoking all the time i became the man i was capable of becoming and i asked for forgiveness and then i paid my dues <laughs> i kept showing up mm. i kept doing the work i kept bringing <laughs> them into my hey what's up man how you doing i text both of them just now before i even walked in here Spent two hours on the phone with my brother mm -hmm. on Sunday talking about a relationship. Spent four days the other day with my brother when he's here in Vegas with me. And we mm -hmm. explored and had fun and, and connected and bonded. But the journey was like, I'm not giving up on them because they gave up on me because I'm not giving up on myself. Mm -hmm. And I simply looked at it and said, I want relationships with them. So I'm going to do what it takes. Uh, and the what it takes element is painful a lot of the times because you got to be like, yo, I know that I made almost a million dollars by the time I was 26 and I never gave you a penny when you were struggling, mm. when you were hurting. I know that when you needed my love, I'm out here chasing all these girls and, and getting whips and putting rims on my car. And I wasn't there for you. I didn't call you back when you needed me. Mm. And so it was like, I got to sit in my truth to talk about acknowledgement yeah. like this people won't do because it sucks. No, like man. I'm never going to sit here and pretend like the perfect guy because man i made every mistake yeah but man life is iterative i've learned mm -hmm. and because of those mistakes because of those failures i get to show up as this version of me mm -hmm. and i wouldn't change it for the world it's not that it doesn't suck but my god i'll pick up my phone call my brother hands right now wow yeah it's tough it's powerful man. you know it's it's so i can i can relate because we fought like enemies in my household mm. like we fought bad you had brothers yeah i had a brother but it was 11 of us Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So my mom had, you know, my sister and, and me, but she took care of my eight cousins. So we all grew up in the same household. So it was definitely, um, it was war, bro. Wow. It was, it was tough growing up, like 
it was tough. And again, like you turn into an adult. So now those kids, that love language, you, you got to go outside with that. Mm-hmm. So now you become a kid getting suspended, run around with certain groups and you just, it's, it's that energy. You know, mm. it took, took a lot of self, bro. I can, what he's saying is like, I damn near want to leave because mm. it's, it's, it's too relatable. It's wow. way too relatable. It's, it's too, it's too common to you find out to you around a certain group of people and you find out that it's not normal what you went through. It's not, none of it's normal. It's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. You know, it's, you got to undo a lot of pain. And like you said, you never heal, bro. You get, you get used to living with it, but you have to not be that person anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Healing's this. Here, I'll, I'll give you guys a definition. Yeah. What's your it. definition? It's very it? simple. Yeah. You only do what you want to do and you never do what you don't want to do. Mm. So many of us live into everything that people say we should be. Mm-hmm. Be quiet. Walk on the right side of the hallway. Stay in the back. Don't be humble. Be humble is the most nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Like, no, if you're a winner, be a give, winner, bro. Give yourself. No, no, for real. Give yourself your flowers. Yeah. Give yourself your accolades. For like, sure. shine. I mean, don't be a. Yeah. Just be you. Just be happy. But like, about be it. like, I did some really good things yeah. with myself, yeah. man. And then it's like the the no thing is like. Man, I'll share a quick story. My my best friend when I was 17, he and I did everything together. Mm-hmm. Grew up same neighborhood, chaos. His his parents were nightmares like mine. Mm-hmm. He's three doors down, right side of the street. We did everything, man. First time I got high with him. First time we hugged a chick with him. Like a whole night, man. Yeah. I mean, it was like we were best friends. Mm-hmm. He calls me one night. He's like, hey, man, I got the lock on some coke. We're going to go to the next level. <laughs> To the next level. Well, we're at 17. We don't yeah, know many. Yeah. Well, I'm 17, about to turn 18. I'm like 18 in a week or two. Mm-hmm. He's 16. And he comes over to the crib, and my heart, like my gut, my whole organism was like, do not do this. Mm. Like, do not do this. You you got to go this other path. I'm starting to see inklings of like what my reality is about to be at a deeper level. Mm. And um, he comes over, and I'm like, I'm not going to go with you tonight. And like the heartbreak in this dude's eyes, like I mean, real heartbreak. This is my best friend. We did yeah. everything together. But he was crushed that I wasn't about to go do this mm-hmm. with him. And so he leaves. Next morning, I see his mom on the street. Hey, did he come home? I was like, I don't know. I didn't see him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, probably dead. Was he? He probably got got. Wow. And so another day goes by. And his mom's like, oh, did you hear about him? I go, what happened? What's going on? Because she's not that, like, she's not over herself. I'm like, what happened? She goes, well, when he was coming home, the car, the taillight was out. He got pulled over by the cops in Carmel, Indiana. Mm-hmm. More cops per capita than any city in the mm-hmm. entire country. Mm-hmm. And so if I would have been with him, I'm not with you two right now. Because I would have been charged as an adult with a, almost a kilo of cocaine mm-hmm. and he was 16 years old. Wow. And so it's really about trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Get deep in You got to learn how to say no, man. Yeah. You got to learn how to say no and you got to learn how to say yes. Yeah. And and not short, not long after that, I told my mother, I will never talk to you again. Mm-hmm. And until the day she died, I talked to her one time. And I'm telling y'all, like, this sounds intense and heavy, and it is, but I promise you, 
healing is this journey of learning to put yourself first Mm -hmm. in the healthy ways. We're really good at doing it in the unhealthy ways. Mm. We're great at that. Most people are more afraid of success than they are failure. Mm. Wow, Michael, that was such a powerful episode, man. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) It's over already? It's it's been 40 minutes, man. We went over. It was that good. Dude, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Any closing comments for the crowd? I will. I always say this, you know, where you're at today is not have to be where you are tomorrow, but you got to make a decision. That's something I need to work on, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I need to be more decisive. It's tough, man. But I feel like, Sean, you you actually do do the work. You put the work in from a health standpoint, from a mental standpoint. You take full accountability, bro. Yeah. Like, that's one thing about you, bro. No matter what, like, you're, you're honest with not only yourself, but with everybody. So... I think you're doing a pretty good job. For sure. But there's some relationships I should have cut off sooner. Mm-hmm. For sure. They were pretty toxic. Yeah. But I think I'm working on that. Yeah. And you've definitely inspired me to work even yeah. harder on it. Yeah, that was a great episode, man. Thanks yeah. for tuning in, guys. Digital Social Hour. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.